Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Drifter Sympathy on Feral Audio. Go to feralaudio.com and click Shop Amazon to shop through their Amazon portal. Proceeds support this and other Feral Audio podcasts. wafting through the house every night as my mom rushed to tape Masterpiece Theater. Fast forward 25 years and I mentioned Masterpiece Theater to my British friend and she says, what's that? Well, it turns out there was no Masterpiece Theater. There was no theme song. Not over there. It was all marketed for Americans to be able to digest this picture of what it meant to be British. So there you go, another painful scab of childhood just ripped away like nothing. Anyway, uh, here's David Bowie writing bombers at home on his piano. Revolting and the sky of previous man. 
was an indulgence that I gave myself when Bowie died as I bought this used up and empty bootleg of him riding at home. It's quite expensive. But in the annals of Bowie worship would be the song Growing Up and I'm Fine because he never recorded it, um, but it's a quintessential era composition. He bequeathed it to Mick Ronson on his solo record Slaughter on 10th Avenue and it became a cult classic Never got lost on this route before Never saw Shane on the street before Never go show to the rest of the boys The must be making something more Always wound up in the self of the night Always had pains from a midnight fight Always got caught by squad car Up and up. 
What a wonderful man and one of the greatest musicians of the 1970s. Mick Ronson died of cancer, and without him, you know, there would be no Lou Reed Transformer, there would be no Man That Sold the World, there would be no Ziggy Stardust, there would be none of this stuff. He was, by all accounts, an incredibly mannered British man, very shy, not a glam rocker, really, essentially, very modest and classically trained pianist just not fit for that life and yet he found himself in the middle of it and I'm sure Bowie gave him that song to anchor the record which it did but let's go back to a hungrier time and listen to Bowie as a young kid trying to write his first singles
strange window into the world of this English songwriting team that never took off. So we just have these rare unreleased documents of their home recordings. In their mind, I think they were trying to write these huge A-sides, these pop hits that would take off and catapult them into imminent fame, but 
I'm pretty sure they just ended up digging ditches after this. It's this weird, beautiful, working-class dream inside these songs. Now we're going to hear When Diana Paints a Picture, a very English idea of a pop song. Curtis, one of the writers of those two songs, said that that was the first and last time he was ever in a real recording studio. Keeping it pretty obtuse with 45s that barely really came out, this is Barry Fantony with Nothing Today in 1966.
sticking with one-offs that came out of nowhere, here was a random buy of a 1967-ish band called Love Sculpture. It was Welsh and featured a guy named Dave Edmonds that went on to UK success that Americans don't really know anything about, including me. But this is cool because this band was like a power trio experimenting with classical motifs.
continuing with the classical influence, uh, I didn't really grow up a big zombies Beach Boys guy, but um, I was interested in this Colin Blundstone solo LP, uh, the first one, where he doesn't really use much rock band instrumentation and just he's such a consummate singer that he can just be backed by string sections. And so here's his re-recording of a zombie's song called Smoky Day. Keeping with the classical vibes, here is more of the Giles and Giles Fripp home recordings. Pretty bizarre decisions being made here. Murder! 
probably one of the finest moments of unknown UK side projects. Parish and Gervitz, produced by George Martin. Another time, another day. I bought this in Portugal and have never regretted it. It's one of the great combos of like Crosby, Stills, and Nash vocals with just teeth gnashing, super angry, like angry because daddy did some terrible shit kind of guitar playing. It's, it's like he's trying to kill somebody with the damn thing.
can't imagine anybody watching that without their jaw dropped. Adrian Gervitz is only really known by the band Gun. Brian Parrish is pretty obscure. I mean, in the UK, I suppose, if, if you're an older dude, you might know some of this stuff, but Americans generally don't. So let's hear their more George Harrison-style single. It's a shame for an unknown record, you know, it's almost it's almost good enough to be on Abbey Road. extremely hard to follow those songs but this guy named Billy Nichols might be able to do it 
I first found out about him because he wrote this song that Del Shannon did on the same record as It's My Feeling, the song that I covered on the last Holy Sons record. But they grabbed this song by Billy Nichols, Cut and Come Again, and the way they arranged it for Del Shannon is so sad, so beautiful, that it's almost hard to listen to. I wouldn't say that Billy Nichols was a downer master, but something tells me he was on a lot of drugs. There's just something about this guy. He simply didn't seem very ambitious, but he cut this one record that's considered a record-collecting classic for some people, and this is the ultimate highlight. drugs in the air, the engineer decides to fade back up an endless jam with everybody just kind of vamping.
would be irresponsible not to mention Andrew Oldham, the producer of this record, the manager of the Stones, the founder of Immediate Records. He saw Billy Nichols as sort of a source for pop songs and then used him to try to match Brian Wilson's American achievements. It seems like he was on kind of a war path by producing Del Shannon and Billy Nichols trying to get this huge orchestral pop sound. And it seems like he came so close, but something went horribly wrong because his label folded. He blamed it on his partner. His partner blamed it on him. What happens to someone so powerful and so famous that sort of helped invent the entire bohemian culture in London and the swinging 60s look? Strangely, it seems like he decided to go to Columbia, retire down there, marry a woman and mentor local bands. It seems like a strange ending. I can see getting tired of just hawking things out into the marketplace to see if they gain traction and enlisting these kind of lackadaisical, drugged-out characters like a Kevin Ayers or someone like that that has so much potential and then it never takes. I mean, I can relate to that. But let's go back to their optimistic genesis and kind of back to the heart of the party when he's starting the label, producing Billy Nichols for the first time, and they really believe that it's going to work out. curveball this band beggars opera is pretty much terrible 
mostly because they sort of succumbed to the trappings of over-complexity. It was a bit of a space race in the 70s. I don't know if you noticed, but everybody tried to play too much. I don't really care if it's good, then it's good, but this is a band that just didn't have any songs, really. And something happened one night where at the end of their record... They smoked the right drugs. Something happened and they made one good song, as far as I can tell. And it's just because they chilled the fuck out. Jackson Heights on their third record, Ragamuffin's Fool. Very slow and low. Uh, kind of a bizarre prog ballad called Oh You Beauty. Just interrupt 
Queen. 